0: You are now listening to the Film Frequency Podcast, hosted by your professionally unprofessional film critics, The Film Bros. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to another episode of The Film Frequency. We got the one and only Andrew Bello back in the building. What's
1: going on, Andrew? Not too much, man. Happy to be back here. I, I think we got, you know, eventually we're going to have to just do our own thing. I know you and I have been talking about it. A, yeah. Aside from the film frequency, all due respect to the most, you know, professional and professional pod uh, film critics in the world. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, it's always, always happy to be here. Always happy to be chatting with you. And most definitely always happy to be talking about some superhero shit.
0: Wait a second.
1: We've been trying to figure out a name. Why not just superhero shit? superhero shit that's fine it's better than anything i've come up with I'm so just, far i've got uh, midnight dads is one i ran by you yeah um can of soup okay a cup of soup does something like something along those lines uh-huh. i have searched, and oddly enough there are not podcasts with that name already which is sort of weird to me but um i don't know something along those lines because because yeah like we like the marvel stuff but i want to talk some dc i want to talk some some like sweet tooth funky netflix shit whatever they're doing Umbrella oh, there academy like, the yes boys. all of it yeah. all of the above yeah
0: Definitely, but we're here today to review Peacemaker, but before we do that, we got two trailers we're going to talk about. First up, this movie may very well change the whole MCU, and that is Doctor Strange in the Multiverse, and so originally it was Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Now they've changed it to Doctor Strange in the Mo- Multiverse of Madness. Um, what did, did? How many times did you watch this trailer? Because I had to watch it like five times.
1: I watched it like... Yeah. Several times at this point. Wow. I just got a national weather service. There's a snow squall warning. Whoa. Uh, Anything, anything involving a squall does not sound all that dangerous. They should rename it. And then you don't need to make a big fucking warning about it, but neither here nor there at the moment. Uh, yeah, i watched the trailer several times. I now know exactly how the movie is going to play out because I'm a fucking genius. uh, No, I'm kidding. I don't I don't quite have it down that hard, but you know, with the, there is kind of like a, if you're one of these trailer addicts, spoiler freaks like I am and, and you're like watching all this stuff pretty closely, there's kind of a formula to how they do the trailers. And it's usually mm-hmm. you don't get much more beyond like the first 30 minutes of the movie. Like uh, you'll see some flashes of stuff that you obviously know is like from an end battle. But the rest of it is usually all within the first 20 30 minutes of the movie or so Mm -hmm. so i kind of like broke this down based on things that we actually saw in that actual trailer i think the movie opens with defender strange and america chavez running from that giant red banded monster thing that we see america uh like being kind of strung up in in front of one of her star portals Mm -hmm. and it looks like it's about to attack her so that's like an actual thing i think we're going to see open up with that We're going to kind of think like, oh, that's our Doctor Strange. And immediately that Doctor Strange is going to get murked out by this giant monster. And then America's going to go shooting through a portal. And then we go back, kind of like pan out. And we're in the showroom of the Illuminati. And Mm. they've been trying to send different Stranges and different people from different multiverses other than their own to try to go solve these multiversal problems because they, you know, they don't want to get. Their hands too dirty. They're the Illuminati. They 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 you know let people do stuff for them. They treat them all as pawns. So even yes, our former Sorcerer Supreme will be the next man up, and that'll cut us to uh, Christine Palmer's wedding, where Wong and 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 Doctor Strange are attending. Here comes America Chavez. She comes bursting through that star portal that she just hopped into to escape the monster. Here comes Gargantos or Shuma Gorath or. Whatever the fuck we're calling it, I, I think there's some sort of naming rights issues. Otherwise, it would have been Shumagorath, mm-hmm. but they're calling him Gargantos, whatever. Same monster, big tentacle died thing. Strange kills Gargantos, whatever the fuck it is, right then and there. And the Illuminati are like, hey, look like we've got our next guy. They go apprehend Stephen Strange. He walks into the Illuminati showroom and Professor X tells him the truth.
0: Okay, I like those series of events. The, so I definitely think it opens up with Supreme Strange dying. Now, do you think there's been some conversation on the zombie strange we see is Supreme Strange? Do you think that or do you think that's a different?
1: Strange? I think I think it's a different strange altogether. I think like the zombie thing is just going to be something we just see a peak of as we're kind of flashing through a bunch of different multiverses. Like there's going to be like an animated one. There'll be a zombie one. There'll be you know a bunch of random shit that we'll see over the course of maybe 3 minutes in the movie that we're all going to just nitpick and try and find crazy easter eggs in from now until the end of time but i don't think the zombie thing is going to play like a huge role in how this movie ultimately plays out
0: so so far we know we're getting at least three versions of strange four if you if zombie strange is a, is not one of the other versions of strange that we've seen um we also see a yeah. statue to to one of the doctor stranges um we got to hear patrick stewart's voice which literally bro I stopped it and rewound it like four times right then and there because it's been a long time since we've seen Patrick Stewart as Professor Xavier. Last time was in Logan and he said he was done. So the fact that the MCU was powerful enough to bring him back leads me to believe at some point in time we're going to see Wolverine. And we're going, it's going yeah. to be played by you, Jack.
1: I think it's almost a certainty, um, especially either, you know, with with not only Patrick Stewart coming back, but with Ryan Reynolds on his perpetual quest to get Wolverine and uh, and in Deadpool, like truly on screen together, interacting mm-hmm. in, in like a meaningful way. Uh, I think it's a given. And with the with the multiverse and all this sort of stuff, it's like, look, Hugh, if you want people to stop asking you to come back to be Wolverine, you're going to have to come back one last time, be Wolverine kind of, you know, maybe pass the mantle off or give the rub to X-23 or another version of a Wolverine from a different multiverse who's still playing Logan Howlett or whatever it is. Uh, But you're going to have to do that at some point. Otherwise, you're just going to have to answer questions about this for the rest of your life.
0: Literally for the rest of your life. Yeah. Um, What do you think? How do you think Wanda plays into this? So it's been a lot that she's the actual vision a villain of this movie. We did get to see some of uh, two versions of Wanda, one in the Scarlet Witch outfit, another one with blood across her face. Uh, there have been some rumors that that red tentacled monster is Chaos Magic, which is what Wanda uses. Uh, there's okay. a lot going on there. Uh, we also got to see a different version of Captain Marvel. Like, it's it's, it's a lot in this trailer to break down. Um, and I think that w- whatever we get here is going to be similar to the feeling that we got leaving after Winter Soldier. And the fact that, all right, this changes everything.
1: Yeah, I, I, people have compared it almost kind of like the Age of Ultron in that same respect where mm-hmm. it's like it's really setting a lot of things in motion that are going to play out over the next couple of movies. I mean, considering we just had Spider-Man, which was just fucking epic beyond epic and Thor in July, like this yeah. movie, as big as it is and as much of the oxygen as it's now sucking up like it, it is going to set up a lot of stuff moving forward in a whole bunch of different branches of this new MCU but I'm glad you brought up Wanda because I I can now get back to my plot synopsis because from Strange getting caught you know captured by the Illuminati Professor X starts trying to explain to him what's going on and as that's happening Wanda bursts in and just fucking murders everybody like she comes in and all these cameos that we just saw like oh my god this is amazing she just comes in and just wrecks the entire Illuminati Um, she kind of hints to our Stephen Strange that she's like a different Wanda She kind of like says something like, oh, like I'm not your Wanda or like something like that because he's like trying to reason with her. Mm -hmm. Um, Then we end up back in our universe and Strange, who manages to escape this onslaught by the evil Wanda who just killed the Illuminati, is now going to our Wanda to go see if like she knows anything about this. And he goes to her and she's got her big orchard garden in, uh, you know, in the in the shadow of Wundagore Mountain or whatever the fuck we're calling that that setting that she's at over there and the entire thing is just like an illusion like she's actually created like a new westview it's like a big hellscape that she's yeah. like operating in trying to traverse the multiverse or find mechanisms to traverse the multiverse to go find her kids and in the reveal is is that yeah that was arwanda that just murked out the entire illuminati and now she's got strange exactly where she needs him to be and and she's like now in in the final phases of her plan to capture america chavez use her multiversal traveling powers to go steal her kids and then that brings us to the scene where the two wandas are there Mm -hmm. because wherever these kids are there's probably a wanda there who's already their mom and our wanda is going to have to kill this wanda if she wants her kids because that wanda would obviously kill to protect her kids so you're gonna have like a huge battle between the two wandas uh and and then that's hopefully when strange has come up with some sort of plan at that point
0: The thing that worries me with this, I think we've talked about it before. Wanda has very much become one of my favorite characters in the MCU. And I really do get the feeling she's going to die in this movie.
1: I I really hope that's not true. I think a lot of people are going to die in this movie. I hope Wanda is not one of them. And, and, you know, like if I had to bet gun to my head, I'd probably say she isn't one of them being that so many other people are going to die in this. Like I said, like all those cameos, I think are gone. Wong, I think is gone. Um, Christine Palmer, possibly just to like kill her off so they can introduce Clea as a love interest for, for strange at some point in the foreseeable future. Um, You know, I think, I think we're going to have like no less than a good six or seven significant deaths, possibly within like the first 30 minutes of this movie.
0: (laughs) That would be, that would be probably the most jaw dropping scene in all of the MCU. If she comes in, And wipes out all of the fucking Illuminati.
1: I don't think it's just going to be them too. Like, there's a lot of rumors. uh, There's a there's a Twitter kind of leaker named My Time to Shine. Hello, that was talking a lot about. Not only is there an Illuminati, but there's like helpers. Like all of these members of the Illuminati usually represent like a larger group within comics, the X Men or the Avengers or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. And a handful of some of their best and brightest are going to be there as well. That's where we'll probably see a Wolverine. Where we'll see like a Tobey Maguire cameo again. Uh, and a, and a few other you know kind of people who were popping in and obviously because this is a Sam Raimi film Bruce Campbell is going to be somebody
0: It has to be I like yeah. where you're going with that um, yeah I can't wait for this movie that's all I have to say I literally Ultron bots that's another thing we didn't mention
1: Oh uh, yeah like that uh, there's a lot of speculation about those Ultron bots so so you mentioned that 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 person that glowy person I guess basically was was a version of Captain Marvel so there's a lot of people floating the theory around that that's not actually Captain Marvel it could potentially be an Iron Man variant possibly well, that was played debunked. by Was it debunked? Because yeah, okay, I actually saw the creators of the superior Iron Man characters actually came out and said like our suit was actually designed to kind of glow like that when it gets super when he gets super angry so it could could have been they didn't know they didn't know anything like on the inside they were just kind of Furthering the theory, but uh, I'm, I'm a little upset it's been debunked.
0: Yeah, so they've zoomed in on it. It's, it's clearly a black person, and it l- r- looks a lot like Mon- Monica Rambeau's mother.
1: Okay, Maria. Maria, Maria Rambo. Yeah, okay. and
0: so, or they've said that it's a version of Blue Marvel, which if they introduce Blue Marvel into this type of thing, would be ridiculous. He's way too powerful for this shit.
1: He's way too powerful. They would have to nerf him so bad. And he's also just so completely out of the blue. Like, yeah. you know, they, they, it, you, you really would want to, I would think, unless they're unless, and I've, I've saw, I think it was Rob Jefferson from, um, comics explained was theorized or Geek, Geek culture explained, I guess was, was yeah. the, this channel he was doing it on. He was speculating that they would bring in a blue Marvel as like a replacement for a T'Challa because they don't want to bring in a T'Challa variant mm. necessarily. Now I saw six chairs in this commercial which isn't to say that there couldn't be a seventh one that they blurred out or that Professor X is the center one because he, he kind of comes need with his own chair, chair right? Yeah. So so it's possible that we do have a seven-member Illuminati, and if that's the case, uh, T'Challa would be the logical choice if they're getting anything close to like the original lineup.
0: Or they could use a version of Michael B. Jordan's Killmonger.
1: Yes, and he can either be Killmonger you know, black Panther, or he could be like a T'Challa variant who just happens to look like Michael B. Jordan or whatever the case may be. They can, they could do any kind of random thing. Yeah. He could be Michael B. Jordan who, who <laughs> went to the actual country the actual of Wakanda actor. in his timeline <laughs> and, uh, and just took it over. He said, fuck it. But so, all right, b- before we get too far past all of this, right, we got the Illuminati, uh-huh. obviously the natural lineup, like the, the original six, I believe was professor X, Iron Man, Reed Richards, Black Bolt, Neymar, and uh did i just name six already one two three four five six and who am i missing there iron man professor x reed richards uh black bolt namar and was t'challa the sixth yeah the okay sixth. all right so there you go so you got as the sixth so we're getting professor x as Sir Patrick Stewart, it looks yep. like a lot of rumors going around that John Krasinski is going to be playing either this Reed Richards or the Reed, Reed Richards, which might not necessarily be mutually exclusive. This could be the Reed Richards and maybe he just like escapes or all the variants of Reed look like John Krasinski, whatever the case may be. That's possible, too. Um, Black Bolt is either going to be that guy from the show for some Please, god awful no. reason Unless or just going
0: to be horribly murdered.
1: In my opinion, I think I and I have to see this. Vin Diesel's Black Bolt like it needs to happen yeah. him having him having two roles in the MCU and a grand total of five lines uh, five words basically is just like magnificent to me I, well, You know, he was, he was
0: originally when Marvel was going to do the Inhumans as a movie he was going to play back Black Bolt
1: yeah I mean it's, it's very much in line with like that like that series of movies he did like pitch black or whatever yeah. like it's almost kind of like the same sort of vibe and he doesn't have to talk so it's not like his you know we're not going to get like family speeches about like from <laughs> from the Inhuman King or whatever it is um, but that, w- that would be pretty epic. Now, I mean, like, Neymar? Are they going to bring in the Neymar that they've cast for Black Panther? Panther or are they going to bring in, like, The Rock? Like, like who? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm-
0: <laughs> that would be hilarious to see. That, the Rock just randomly popping up in a Mar- Marvel movie to be horribly murdered by Wanda. Max
1: he becomes Mark. Neymar beco- befo- before he ever actually is on screen as Black, as Black Adam.
0: <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> that would be fucking... <laughs> Greg's casting though that'll be funny as hell what that else would got? be
1: awesome also i think if it is t'challa right so we're, we're obviously we're dipping into some some sensitive territory with a t'challa variant or a t'challa anything the really the recast at this t'challa point.
0: movement that is literally,
1: recast t'challa yeah. hashtag recast t'challa hashtag save t'challa but nevertheless um there's two people living that could play black panther and no one would be upset about it one of them being Denzel Washington and the other one being Barack Obama. I'm picking the latter. I think this is my this is my outside of the box ridiculous fucking pick for this movie is that Barack Obama will be a Black Panther variant in this movie. Come on. Remember you heard it here first.
0: If that happens, like literally the internet will break. Um, that's crazy. That Barack Obama has a Black Panther. Yo, and there. that
1: that thing peels back and he's like, Well, here's the deal, Wakando. <laughs> people would lose their mind look i don't like obama but i would i would crack up like i i would be totally in on this i wouldn't complain about it for one second
0: yeah yeah i don't think anybody that would be fucking hilarious um but yeah i can't i can't wait to see this movie it's it's going to be one of those things where i'm i know i'm going to see it in the theaters probably three times
1: oh easily and yeah. it's going to be it's going to be a pretty long movie too uh, yeah. i'd imagine there's there's a lot of stuff that they got a shoehorn in here um and also be you you kind of mentioned that um what is it that red banded kind of monster mm-hmm. or whatever that that being chaos magic is actually a new theory i hadn't heard yet but i think my theory is that it's Sidorak because it's kind of mm-hmm. like the red crimson bands it the, the whole monster appears to be made of these bands in some way shape or form we know that be. strange has that attachment and i think we're going to meet like a bunch of these kind of crazy super powerful i don't want to say cosmic entities but maybe multiversal entities the Sidoraks, the 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 Schumer Gorat slash Gargantos is maybe a tease of C'thun like to, to kind of tie into Wanda's half of all this, but I think we're going to get to know a lot of the multiverse, like parts of it. We didn't even know existed.
0: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Can't wait to see it. Um, Do the X-Men. Get introduced officially by the end of this movie.
1: Officially, maybe I don't know. Like I, I feel like maybe the end result of this movie is probably going to be after Strange resolves everything here in some way, shape, or form. Either he kills Wanda, or he you know, brings her back down to, to earth or, or gets her to be able to control her chaos magic. That might be the real driver here. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Um, Any of those number of things, I think he's going to end up forming an Illuminati of his own, like Makes here sense. in the MCU, like, all right, like now, now that I know there's these problems out there and that they require this level of shystiness amongst the the most powerful, Um, you know, I'm going to go and then we'll see him go to, X mansion, you know, like maybe we don't even see Professor X, but we see him like open a portal and he walks out, and there's the gate of like the the Westminster, you know, mansion where the X Men are. It's a nice theory, something like that. Yeah, but yeah, That's- I think he is gonna end up forming like his own, and it'll be kind of interesting to see who he picks, right? Because there is no T'Challa, there is no Iron Man, we haven't even met Reed Richards yet. There might not be a Professor X in the way that we know him in the MCU. So does he go kind of make his own modge podge group and really like mess with the lineup or does he, or is that how we get introduced to like the inhumans, the X-Men and the fantastic four boom, like all in four seconds, a strange goes around and recruits all their leaders.
0: <laughs> uh, and the end credit scene for multiverse of madness is going to be fucking bananas.
1: It's going to be Deadpool. The, the, you know, you got so? this thing with, yeah, we got this thing where Ryan Reynolds going around saying like, I'm, I'm really not in the movie. And that's cause I don't think he really is in the movie. I think he's in the end credit scene. I never thought with, about
0: that wording being used that way. you, You are probably absolutely correct,
1: right? Because then he does. not I mean, and frankly, as a lot of people have pointed out, Ryan Reynolds doesn't really need to be on set to do Deadpool. Like they can have his stunt actor show up and then he he can do a voiceover. So no one would ever know, you know, based on whether he was there or not, whether or not Deadpool is actually in the movie.
0: All right. Well, there you have it. One thing that may change Marvel television as much as Multiverse of Madness is going to change the movies is Moon Knight. Because by everything that's been released so far, it seems like they are not holding back on this show at all. Now, one of the things that I do want to point out just as a Disney plus thing, I know a lot of people have wondered how far Disney plus will go into the brutality. Disney plus is slowly adding rated R movies to Disney plus. There are already a lot in Disney plus overseas. So with that being said, Moon Knight, what do you think about it? Do you think this this ushers in Marvel finally embracing the darker side of the MCU? What do you think?
1: I I think it does. There's been a lot of interviews recently with Kevin Feige and he's been talking about, you know, there's been a lot of stuff that we've shot. And maybe our first instinct was like Disney's not going to like this or maybe we should kind of lighten up on this a little Mm -hmm. bit. And instead of reshooting those things, they've just kind of leaned into it. So we're going to see what Kevin Feige's idea of like a violent wing of the MCU is. I've just been rewatching Daredevil and Punisher and stuff like that on Netflix right now. All of those shows, by the way, their rights are like reverting back to Disney and they're going to be on Disney Plus at the end of March. So that gives me some hope that if those shows are going up, they're going to put Punisher up in its original form on Disney Plus. There's no reason why Moon Knight couldn't be extraordinarily violent. Like, uh, and I'm expecting this character to be very violent. He's an assassin, he's multi, he's got multiple personalities, some of which are just inherently violent. He's got like kind of this wrath of an Egyptian God thing going on. Like, yeah, some some faces should get ripped off in the show. And uh, I'm hoping that 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 they kind of really lean into it. What do you what do you think? Am I being too optimistic? No,
0: I think. Listen, I I believe what I see. Right. And just by the little bit that we've seen and we know that Marvel doesn't show a lot in the trailers specifically for the TV shows. It's already probably the most violent thing that we've seen from Marvel TV. So and even. Certain things in Hawkeye, like I think sometimes it's because they don't show blood, there were certain things in Hawkeye that were pretty risque for the MCU, so to say. So considering this isn't one of their main characters that have been in the in the MCU thus far, I definitely think they're gonna go balls to the wall with.
1: Oh yeah. And even with the uh, Falcon and a Winter Soldier, like John John Walker bashing some dude's that face too. in with the shield and yeah. all that stuff. Yeah, they they've been they've been, you know, slowly working their way into it. And also, I mean, yes, these movies are probably ultimately designed for kids. They're, I mean, really they're designed for the widest possible audience because they're trying to make multi-billion dollars on every single one of them. But the people who have been following these movies are like in their thirties and forties now. Like, I mean, Iron Man came out in 2008, Like like we're talking, talking a long time ago. It's fourteen years ago. Like my my daughter wasn't even alive when that when Iron Man came (laughs) out. And now you know, but now like twenty years or fourteen years later or whatever it is. Like most people who have been following these movies have matured and at least age wise. So you can assume that they can absorb some of this content. And it's up to them now, kind of as the parental generation, to to you know whether or not to expose their kids to something like this like i'm gonna watch this with logan she's 13 i feel like whatever it is if it's on disney she could probably handle it
0: definitely and it, it it's i think people are more protective over like what children watch than what a lot of parents are in reality like mm. it is what it is like everybody's like have you ever gone back and watched married with children oh yeah like it's there yeah. was some shit in there that literally went completely over my head as as a child but now watching it as an adult i'm just like
1: well, shit. Yeah, <laughs> they were just they were just letting it all hang out there yeah. on married with children. But yeah. yeah,
0: but as far as Moon Knight, I love that they're actually embracing the one one of my the biggest things that I was worried about when they announced Moon Knight was how far they were going to go into the split personality angle. They're embracing it head on. We're going to get all of his personalities. We've even seen two different versions of Moon Knight. One of him in the suit. One of him in more the action style. This is going to be. I think it's going to be similar to what we felt when we first watched Daredevil. And just like you, I rewatched Daredevil like a month ago. All three seasons and uh that show was just really fucking groundbreaking and I think I didn't I appreciated it then but I appreciate it even more now because the writing on that Daredevil was some of the best writing that's been done in the MCU and period And I know it's not officially MCU but period
1: I, I will say yeah you're, you're definitely right there I mean it's a, it's probably still the greatest superhero show that I've ever seen um but that that being said having gone back and watched it recently I'm like I'm very hopeful that Kevin Feige is going to kind of take a new tack with this character because there would seem to be a lot of times where the guy who can pretty much hear, smell, taste, and, and you know, touch everything around him was completely fooled by people. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, yes, the hand soldiers are, like, trained to do that, but there was a lot of times where, like, somebody's food got poisoned. Like, he didn't notice that. Like, you know, like, he, he's got, like, all these crazy senses. Like, I, I think, like, the MCU is going to really turn that shit up to, to to 9 and 10 and make him a very formidable you know, street level hero. Whereas it kind of felt like, and and granted it was kind of an origin story, right? Most of the first couple seasons, but it just felt very clunky. I'm hoping that we get to like that next level. He's a really good lawyer, Matt Murdock, and and we'll get to see what that ultimately, you know, looks like alongside some of the, the MCU cast that we have so far. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But yeah, Moon Knight, I'm really, really excited for, I think that, uh, it's all, it all is going to come down to the villain for me. Moon Knight doesn't have the best rogues gallery.
1: That makes sense. I mean, yeah, I don't really know much of Moon Knight's stories really mm-hmm. uh, based on, based on any of the comics, but I, I am pretty intrigued by just even some of this, the cinematography and like, it, you know, they're, they're leaning into that multiple personality thing in mm-hmm. in such a way to where, like, I feel like they're going to try to make us almost feel it, you know, like there's one shot from the most recent trailer where, it looks like it looks like it's like distinctly three different layers of shot and you can tell that like something's superimposed mm. something's green screen behind him and it's very unsettling it's like it's like a dissonance in such a way to where if if we're going to get some stuff like that and it's going to take us on like a requiem for a dream type like mental roller coaster ride in addition to action and and you know Egyptian mythology and you know whatever however this ends up tying into what will ultimately be the Midnight Suns and the MCU Mm -hmm. uh, it's gonna it's really hard for me to understand how this is gonna miss they don't have the best rogues he doesn't have the best rogues gallery I guess as you just mentioned but Ethan Hawke man like I I don't I don't know who or what he's playing but fuck it Ethan Hawke
0: (laughs) yeah yeah they got it they got a great actor that's for damn sure um I yeah this series is gonna is gonna be bananas and it's in end of March. Is that when it comes out?
1: Yeah. Closer to the end of March. Yeah. Cause we got, we got Batman right at the beginning of March. So then Marvel's going to do their version of Batman shortly thereafter. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I wonder if they're going to tease shadow shadow Knight is moon Knight's probably biggest villain. And he's, it's like the carbon copy thing where it's just, a, okay. it's just a dark version of, Sh- of moon Knight. Um, So I, I hope that they hold off on that. Kind of like we didn't get bullseye, even though we, I still wish season three daredevil to put bullseye. Versus Daredevil a little bit more, but I don't know if they're going to hold off on Shadow Knight because that's probably his biggest villain. Um, But yeah, that's a conversation for another day. Um, For sure. Let's get into this. What we're here to review today. That is Peacemaker. I'll I'll start it off by this. James Gunn does it again. I've never been as impressed with the show that I had very low expectations for ever, bro. Like I came into the show thinking if nothing else is probably going to be funny. And then by the end of the first episode, I was like, no, they got they got a hit on there.
1: They, they really do. I would, Yeah, I, I same mentality was not super looking forward to this. But, you know, because I watch all of this stuff, I was eventually going to watch it. And I happened to just queue up HBO Max one day. And I saw that the first three episodes are there and I'm like yeah, let's give this a whirl. I mean, like, it's the first three episodes. If I'm not in after this, I'm pretty much out, you know, so yeah. then I can, I can just call it a day. Cena did a really, really good job with this character, man. I thought, I thought I I, I don't know what I was expecting. I mean, he's typically a, a pretty good actor. I, his range is obviously somewhat limited, um, but, man, like, I, I feel like he, he kind of reached as far as he could reach here with, with some of the emotion and some of the comedy and just the way that the, the character's just this overall kind of douchey, narcissistic, you know, speed metal 80s douchebag, like all of it, it, like he would totally be driving like an IROC, like uh, like all of this sort of stuff just kind of adds up in, in such an awesome way and then the cast of characters who I guess you know, it's funny, I didn't even realize half of them were in the Suicide Squad movie in like some way, I was yeah. like, I kind of thought we were being introduced to all of them for the first time and I, you know, f- fell in love with like Adebayo, who's all like an awesome accessory to Peacemaker throughout the whole thing mm-hmm. Vigilante felt super awkward like, I don't know, it just felt weird There was just something, I don't know, maybe it hit too, too much like at at home for me. He's kind of like this scraggly awkward one dude who uh, happens to just murder people. So, you know,
0: you know, you you guys.
1: Okay, I'm just going (laughs) to leave it at that. It's like watching yourself. That's like listening (laughs) to yourself on a podcast or something like that, but. His, his pseudo death at the end of the last episode, though, was sick. Like, Bro. he gets shot and he's like, oh, and he flings that thing right over his shoulder yeah. and just nails it. Oh, it was
0: perfect. I love how badass they made Vigilante while still making him fucking funny as hell. And like, like, because it could have very easily made him like the person who thinks he's more of a badass than what he actually is. But no, he is very like, he's probably one of the most lethal characters in the fucking DCEU or whatever we're calling it right now. Um, I I love uh, Vigilante throughout this show. Um. John Cena, James Gunn got the best out of John Cena, kind of like what he did for Drax with with Dave Batista. But John yeah. Cena is a much better actor than Dave Batista. I think is it's turning into that way, but this role was like perfect fit for him. um and then uh, Harcourt, like, I love that she didn't do a hell of a lot in the show, but I like how layered they made her. And you because it could have very easily been corny that she goes from like not giving a fuck about these people to looking at them as family. But it felt earned throughout the the throughout the show, and you understand why she made that turn when she did.
1: It did, and and she was kind of our barometer for peacemaker too, right? Like yeah. cause he he was obviously interested in her from the get go, and like who can really blame him? But nevertheless, he was like, you know, he, he's he, he's obviously turning her off like right away. She's just not into the muscle bound douchebag thing, and then like she starts to kind of understand that there's way more nuance to this guy than he ever let on. He's got all these troubles with his dad you know, he struggles with, with being a murderous psychopath, you know, like it's, it's a weird kind of, the, there are multiple layers to Peacemaker and she kind of like peeled them back. And as she did, we could, we as like the audience got to kind of accept, Oh, okay. You know, this guy really is kind of like the hero type. Whereas we were kind of looking at him as more maybe of an antihero or just an outright, like, you know, just basically like all the suicide squad is where there's just a criminal who's been corrupted by an even more criminal criminal and Amanda Waller somehow. Um, But but yeah, no, Peacemaker overall is like a real I I just felt like they really did some justice to this character that I knew absolutely nothing about going into this. But now I'm I'm intrigued. I kind of want to see where this goes from here. And I want to see, you know, Cena interacting with more of the big guys, you know, haven't seen him with Momoa and Ezra Miller at the end. There was just kind of cool, like he fits in and he should have been you know something probably much more significant in in a superhero universe but maybe maybe he will he will get that chance now
0: and I, and i love how they worked that in and it was earned right it could have felt very cheap bringing the justice league in or fourth sixth of the justice league in Yeah, at, the, at two the end really the but, <laughs> um, but yeah it it's it 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 felt earned everything throughout the show like the writing of the show from the start to the finish was great I, what did you think about the, the the butterflies being the villain of
1: the show um i loved it so all right so as i can't help it i'm gonna get mildly political yeah. here but as but the, yeah as that uh as what was it the uh the the asian detective who was who was like the was the i, I at, her name, at that point yeah yeah, yeah so you so said she's going through this whole thing and she's I, I thought i thought as she starts this speech that like james gunn was going to make them these super sympathetic bad guys and that like they were really right, and they were really trying to just save humans from humans. Mm -hmm. And then it just went off the ledge where it was like, no, these people are evil. Like Their mechanisms for evil are, you know, their mechanisms for for doing whatever they might think is good is obviously evil. I thought it was a really good analogy for the climate alarmists out there who want to literally (laughs) take over your entire life in order to avoid like a 0.00001% Celsius change in the climate over the next 50 years and and having literal butterflies take over your brain, I think, is just like the perfect metaphor for people who have bought into that. So it kind of worked out nicely. A fairly conservative message from James Gunn, who's not somebody I would have necessarily thought would have gone along with something like this.
0: Surprised you there, huh?
1: I was I shocked. I mean, you did Dude, get a wire from to-
0: Guardians of the Galaxy. So, I mean.
1: <laughs> you know, I, I, and I was, I, I'm sitting there going like, you know, and a lot of shows do this now. They, they get, look, your message, maybe you agree with the message. That's mm. fine. But not all of us do. And not all of us want this sort of stuff crammed into our superhero shows like yeah. you know like yes comic books have had a history of being political but not all of them and not mm-hmm. all the time and they don't always have to have so that have some thing but like to get to the finale and they're and I was like oh god really they're going to make this whole show about like some environmentalist nonsense I was <laughs> like this is it's too much like you know if that's going to be the case don't sneak it in in the finale get it out right there in the in the beginning so I could just turn it off if I'm not interested but no you got to make me watch seven episodes and then ultimately like the swerve where he wasn't doing that was was like almost better than if he hadn't touched on it at all. Yeah. Yeah.
0: it, it It's a great written show. And I'm glad that he's going to be writing and directing every episode of season two since we did get an announcement that we are getting season two of this. um, What what do you think about Mern? Not like his whole. I loved his character from the sense of like his reactions were were great. Who replaces him? Because you need that type of dry straight man amongst all these crazy ass characters that we have on on Peacemaker.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I guess to a degree, Hardcore was kind of like that, even though she wasn't a butterfly, right? Like it was kind of she was she was sort of inhumane or inhuman in her own right. She was very cold, very and even that, you know, obviously that kind of got peeled back over the course of the show as well. Mern kind of freaked me out at first because I didn't really know if Mern was like a dude or a chick for like the first episode. I was kind of freaked out by the whole thing. And I kind of like, I kind of almost liked that about Mern. Like it was like, I didn't have anything to really assume about this character I- in a way where it was like, I didn't even have like a gender stereotype to necessarily tie <laughs> to this character and what they might be, how they might be acting and how they might be acting differently because, you know, they're a butterfly or whatever the case may be. So once I eventually figured it out, I mean, I, I love the character of Merne. I did like the idea that there was like a butterfly who actually was you know rational enough to realize that that this method that they were undergoing was cruel and ridiculous um i was i was a little surprised that there wasn't almost like a butterfly cavalry that came along with myrn like it was only (laughs) one butterfly yeah of all the butterflies one was like "Mm, maybe we shouldn't kill all these people and
0: what i was worried about that they were going to do is that butterflies turning after after golf the asian chick crushed him and like he's like you murdered him i'm like okay is this is this what they're going to turn on her in the season finale i'm glad that they. Like this season finale ended in a way I don't think anybody expected, and uh, it it was it was it was good that we because very often it's, and I don't know if it's just a me and you thing because we analyze every fucking thing, but by the end of almost every show I kind of have it figured out, Um and so it was glad that it, that it didn't happen with this
1: one. Yeah, and. It- I like how it's going to be very interesting with Peacemaker season two, because James Gunn pretty much just killed half of the DCEU and they're not coming back. Like there's no Tony Stark with a fucking gauntlet to bring everybody back because all these (laughs) butterflies are going to die now. They can't sustain themselves. And we saw that map. It was like half the world was butterflies basically. So it's going to be, it's going to be intense as people just start dropping Dropping. from like lack of, lack of pollen intake or whatever it is that they were, they were sucking through their creepy tongues. But, yeah, so see, I would hope I would imagine you know peacemaker season two will have something well, you know that'll tie in in some significant way, I would hope, but it did end in kind of a funky way. I think you were in our in our little text chat talking about how you didn't necessarily love the ending. Yeah. um i think I think i I think I agree, but I think maybe for different reasons, like I wasn't a huge fan of of him still feeding the butterfly. I wasn't yeah. a huge fan of of the dad still being like a significant thing. It kinda felt like he beat the dad. You know, yeah. it kinda felt like he not he, only he, killed he beat him, that demon. But yeah. he got over it. Yeah. He like, you know, he had that whole thing where he blew the blue blow, blow dart into the tree and it was like this big metaphor for he killed his dad again and, and you know whatever. But now he's back and great actor, good good, you know, relationship between the two well, not good relationship, but uh, you know, a one that's what's kind of palpable as far as the acting goes. Sure. And uh and it'll be, you know, I guess interesting to have that back. But uh, I was kind of hoping that we're gonna get something you know new and different for peacemaker, although I can imagine that the villain will probably be very new and very different, being that it won't be like butterflies taking over people's brains.
0: and you would think that one of the things that I didn't like is the fact that Peacemaker did leave golf alive. You would think that he would have learned from the first time he tried to do that um and then you know golf coming back and kind of just hanging. I guess at that point golf's like, well, shit, I'm going to die, so I might as well just be peaceful, but who's to say golf can't take over somebody and synthesize? the fucking pollen or whatever it is like it it, I didn't like that and I definitely hope they get away from the butterflies I think you know it it has to change right because this show ended with the uh, Amanda Waller's daughter exposing everything so this the next season of this has to be a complete you would think has to be something completely different or now they're back working for Waller because Waller got so pissed off that that they're under her thumb again so it, it could go either way
1: Waller will kill her daughter oh for sure this (laughs) is the
0: wall like she with no no hesitation
1: (laughs) shit yeah Yeah, i want some i want some sort of crossover some some multiversal crossover that gets sam jackson's nick fury and uh and amanda waller from from the dceu in the same universe and competing in some fashion like that would just be just i don't know some some crazy chess game of the of them manipulating heroes to try to defeat one another in some secret covert plot (laughs) what do you
0: we didn't talk about it. I wanted to kind of talk about this at first. The intro of season two. Well, first of season one. And then how are they going to up that for season two? Because the opening with the dancing routine, bro, the first time that the show came on, of course, I was going to do the skip intro thing. And then when John Cena started dancing, I was like, I literally can't skip this. Like, what the no. fuck is going on here? Hilarious, bro! I think that's the best opening credits I've seen on any show ever.
1: Yeah, it's pretty good. Uh, James Gunn likes his, you know, dance breaks and all that sort of stuff. Having said that, I mean, I I don't know that I'm the one who needs to be the one who's speaking of any place of authority on this, particularly <laughs> in this conversation. But can we call that dancing? I mean, like if I can do it, it's probably not dancing. <laughs> that's sort of how I feel about it. And uh, if John Cena can do it with his big bulky ass up there, just like roboting or whatever yeah. it is, I mean, I, I don't know. It was more of like a it's more of like an awkward flash mob i would say than than it was a dance but <laughs> i do love the intro i love the song i there's a youtube video of them like talking about the the making of it and mm-hmm. they're all joking around they're like the the intro asks one really important question do you want to taste it <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> eagerly groot or rocket raccoon no let's keep rocket out of it because rocket can talk and he's fucking awesome. Groot or Eagley?
1: Oh man, I love Eagley. and the fact that he hugged John Cena, the fact uh, and that Eglie killed
0: like five people in less than a minute in that episode is what well. Groot's
1: killed some people. That that whole scene in Guardians too, where they're throwing, he's like throwing people off the bridges and yeah, stuff. like uh, that that's he's he's killed, killed a few. He's got a few bodies on him. Um, yeah, I guess I'd have to say Groot because if my daughter ever heard me go against <laughs> Groot, she'd murder me. But uh, yeah, no, Groot, Groot is 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 is, a, is basically an idol in the Belluminium. Um, so yeah, we, we, we love Groot. So yeah, I, I love Eagly, but yeah, it's, it's hard to top Groot. Yeah.
0: Eagly's awesome. What do you, what do you overall getting given season one of Peacemaker?
1: Uh, overall, man, I mean, it really is a good show. Uh, as far as superhero sh- shows go, they're, they're clunky, you know, cause we're all kind of comparing them to the movies and the mm. movies have these big budgets and they're like these grandiose things and you get all the actors and, uh, the shows always feel like a little less than even like when they're as good as a daredevil or whatever. but. Uh, I guess I'd give this like a seven point five eight. Like it, it, it's a pretty solid show. I'm not willing to say it's like the greatest show of all time, but it, uh, it's I'll like rewatch it. That's for sure. Um, I'm interested to see season two. That's for sure. Cena deserves an Emmy nod, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, You know, I I I thought it was overall very well done. And James Gunn properties tend to just kind of get me. The music, the jokes, all of it's just kind of like
0: I love his sense of he he, he has a sense of humor that it 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 talks to my sensibilities um <laughs> vigilante i don't know if it was actually a one take scene but the, a scene in the prison and then the one in this show he's had a couple where he just goes and murders rampages do you, do you think we get an actual like true one take scene Ally Daredevil for Vigilante in season two.
1: Oh, I hope so. I hope they like really embrace the fact that this guy is, you know, like a very capable killing machine, and kind of mm-hmm. give let him let him have some shine. You know, like I mean, he kind of he kind of like you said, kind of came in as like the dweeby sidekick almost, mm-hmm. and then like Economos kind of replaced him for like maybe two episodes as even the sidekick, and then at the end, Audubio's like the BFF, mm-hmm. and it's not him anymore. Besides Eglie, and you know, so he's kind of gotten kicked around a lot even though he has had some moments where he was he was shown as formidable but yeah let's let's make him like really really insecure and so he's going out of his way to just do like really devastating merc sessions on people like he's just going around like punisher style and just like taking out entire mobs because he he feels like it
0: you gotta think uh vigilance he's like the perfect person that amanda waller will want too. oh yeah like the yeah, fact that, that he that, that, sh- that he wasn't apparently on her radars is, is mind boggling to me because literally just drop vigilante in some places and kill him. and all you have to do is just acknowledge him and show you you love he you love him and he he'll do anything
1: for you. That's that's probably true. Yeah. Um, also, you know, you mentioned Mern before. I wanted to mention this, but and maybe this kind of rounds out the conversation nicely, being that we started with Marvel. Mm-hmm. It seems like Mern, the whoever this actor is, is going to be the villain in guardians three, also a James Gunn movie, obviously Mm -hmm. Um, it sounds very much like this, this, this actor is going to be playing the high evolutionary and that they, from, from some of the interviews that they, they've been able to talk a little bit about the character without talking about who the character is. Um, And, and they've kind of talked about how this is going to be like a very deep kind of, you know, complicated, complex villain, even, you know, particularly, I guess by MCU standards who don't have a ton of them. You know, like they try to do the nuance hero, the villain thing, but there's only maybe like a handful that it's like it's done supremely well. This yeah. apparently is going to be one of them, and given the acting performance we just saw in Peacemaker, I'm like twice as stoked about this now as I was before.
0: Yeah, if it is the high evolutionary, it's literally perfect. It's perfect yeah. casting. I and I've never seen this guy in anything before
1: ever. Right? Okay, good. I was like hoping. I was like, wow, am I missing yeah. out on this? Like, as yeah, I, I thought they they put in a great performance here and. High Evolutionary is going to be a very, like, like you know, very complex, in-depth, kind of intricate character, mm-hmm. and how how that character ties into the Guardian's mythos, I think we could safely assume they probably created Rocket, um, so that'll be kind of an interesting way to see some of Rocket's, like, origin, you know, even going back to pre-Sentience, really, maybe. We'll, we'll get to see, like, an actual raccoon in a cage, and we'll find out that that turned out to be Rocket.
0: And then uh, what James Gunn is talking like, this is the last time you're going to see this team. All this, I can't wait. Like, Gardens of the Galaxy 3, I really hope. Like, they, I know they're going to probably kill Drax just because Dave Batista seems done with, with Marvel, but it's going to be a great show. We know we're getting Adam Warlock, too. Will Poulter, it's going to be great great, great yeah.
1: movie. Now, do you think I've got a kind of a, a theory about this. Do you think that we're going to get like a new Guardians lineup at some point in the next, let's say, five years or are we going to get them just going away from the Guardians brand because now we've got X-Men and humans, potentially Fantastic Four, Doom, all these properties to to mess around with?
0: Well, when you pair in the fact that like recently Feige even said that, you know, the last Avengers movie, I don't I think that it may be that Guardians is gonna go away for a while. And if they do come back, it is gonna be a completely different lineup. Like there's a lot of different lines with Guardians of the Galaxy. And really, this may be the send-off for Gamora and and Pratt to go, Star Lord to go do their thing, not come back. Um, and we could see very well, like, I just I don't know if Marvel Groot is such a easy marketable toy for them to sell. Rocket and Groot are probably going to do a new group of Guardians, and that's going to be the only two that we bring back. And yeah. Mantis.
1: And may, uh, Mantis, maybe. Yeah. I, I, I could see all that, man. Gamora, I, I feel like Gamora doesn't get nearly enough love. Uh, she's probably like the second most significant character in the in- Infinity Saga besides Tony Stark, when you mm-hmm. really think about it. Having, having been tied to Thanos, saving the galaxy twice, all that sort of stuff. Um, dying coming back from the future but the past sort of like all this stuff like she just had such a crazy story arc the whole story love story with quill and kind of the the breaking of her 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 hard exterior and all that sort of nonsense but getting one one last question i kind of wanted to hear because i was kicking around some ideas the other day how long like i'm thinking in my head are they are they going to just kind of do the mcu from now through Not necessarily the Avengers, but like Secret Wars, whatever the next big, super major crossover ends up being. And and all signs seem to be pointing to that end up being Secret Wars potentially, Mm -hmm. because they could bring in all the variants and all this kind of craziness and make Endgame look like, you know, like a nothing movie. Um, Do we just completely reset the MCU at that point? Like, do I, I feel like there should be a point? In the next maybe ten years, where Kevin Feige steps down—not to suggest he's doing a bad job, but like he's been doing this for a long ass time—he's mm-hmm. got other aspirations, I'm sure. And somebody steps in and goes, "You know what? Disney's got all the rights to all these characters now. Let's start this whole thing over. Let's sign a bunch of characters to like decade-long, a bunch of actors to like decade-long contracts, and let's actually do this right, where like all the characters are interweaving with one another, shows, movies." X-Men, Avengers, Fantastic Four, all this stuff, Deadpool, blah, blah, blah. And like multiple universes. And you just you just go ham like the way you could have done if you actually had all these rights in, in, in their entirety from the get go.
0: I honestly don't think they'll ever reset it. Well, let me not say ever, but I don't think in me and your lifetime is going to be reset. Wow. I okay. think they'll just keep moving on like we may see we may move on to different parts of the MCU where we just don't I think that's kind of like real life where maybe we just don't see Thor for five, six, seven years and then wow. he pops up. Somebody needs some help. And it's like, Hey, can we get Thor on the line? Like something like that. I just don't, I don't know if all the work and at this point, the almost 15 years that have gone into it, if they, if they reset
1: it. Yeah. I mean, I feel like it, with, and I'm not pitching from one way or the other, honestly, I think they can make it work either way, but I feel like mm-hmm. just at, like having a, hard end like honestly if they had ended right after endgame like everyone i think would have just been satisfied with the way that it was and then we could have come back with like a fresh new group of actors fresh new like because eventually you're gonna run out of tony stark variants like you know eventually i mean i technically speaking you're not but how many times can we like every five years be like oh yeah tony died we got a new guy he just came from this earth blah 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 like because you're gonna eventually have to recycle and bring these characters back and Robert Downey Jr. is like not going to live forever. You know, he's not going to look like Tony Stark forever, hypothetically, either. So, you know, there's a bunch of complicating factors, I guess, that 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 they should consider. And I think it would just be it it would be fiscally smart of them to kind of do it from the get go where they sign a bunch of actors to like, hey, guys, 10 films or 10 projects, 10 year deal like now we've got you all locked in and we can do pretty much whatever we want with all these different characters whenever we want to do it. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and it's, I don't, how the MCU goes now is not, cause this is, this was planned, right? This whole part was planned. But once they do start getting into X Men, fantastic, because those are, are characters and groups that literally can have their, you can tell stories with them without ever needing to incorporate it into, like, let me not say ever, but you don't need to have it hand in hand tied in with the Avengers storyline per se. That's
1: true. Cause you can do you, can do, you yeah. can
0: do three X Men movies just based off, Singular characters, and then have them come back for an X Men movie, and we don't even know what goes on with Avengers. So, like, I I, and that's the thing. In the perfect world, I would love to see an X Men versus Avengers storyline, but so much establishing would have to be done by then that the Avengers lineup would be totally different from what we started off with. That it's not, it's not really worth it. Um, I don't know what they do. I I really don't like it's. If they had all these characters to start with, I would have loved to see what that would look like. I just don't see them necessarily restarting it.
1: Yeah. But like you said, like, I mean, like, well, I'm, I'm, I'll use an example that you didn't say, but kind of along the same vein is I like, I mean, I love Anthony Mackey, but I can give two shits about Sam Wilson, Captain America versus Wolverine. You know, like I, I want to see Chris Evans, Captain America versus Wolverine exactly. or, you know, whatever the case Maybe you can build, you know, two different characters somewhere down the line in a different universe. It's the same thing, you know, unfortunately for, um, what's her name? Letitia Wright, um, who's probably going to, you know, got her, got herself removed from Carrying the black mantle, you know, mantle uh, uh, permanently. I guess so, you know she she's gonna probably get it for like a minute in this movie, and then they're gonna pass it to Mbaku. It looks like, but nevertheless, like I don't really care about Shuri versus Neymar. It's T'Challa versus Neymar. Like that's that's the rivalry everyone cares about in the comics. So if you were just gonna slide her into that role, and for that matter, I don't care about Mbaku versus Neymar. So and, yeah, so exactly. you know like, they're gonna have to find a way to like you know bring these characters back. You know in in some capacity uh, you know eventually and like I said like it, it just gets lazy if they just keep plucking new guys from the multiverse and replenishing it that way but they'll probably do that because they can yeah I,
0: I don't know I, I don't envy Kevin fight. I so in some ways I do to, because to have this sandbox that he has would be great to oh. play in but then to figure out how everything makes sense is going to be crazy difficult like I I would not w- welcome the stress at all <laughs> so um And then, and then we have to have Deadpool kills the MCU. Like we just have to have it at yes. some point. Like
1: I'm worried about the, the, the prospects of that movie happening. Cause there are, are continuing rumors that we're going to get like a world war Hulk movie. Yeah. And I feel like it's just like Wanda versus everybody Hulk versus everybody. Uh, mm-hmm. Like Deadpool versus by the time we get to Deadpool versus everybody, it's I'm like, be, nah, yeah, over with. how many of these movies can we have? You yeah. know, and they could have a lot of them because I want to see the Punisher versus everybody. I want to see Wolverine kills everybody. I want to yeah. you know, all those movies if they can make them. And like like I've proposed, I think a couple times, probably even on this show is like if you're going to be making a big crossover Avengers movie, you can simultaneously make Deadpool kills the Marvel Universe. It's like, all right, everybody here, show your Avenger scene step to studio B let Ryan Reynolds kill you. And then we can, you know, now we made two movies basically for the price of one.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure they have to pay the actors for each one, but I get what you're saying. Um, uh-huh. But yeah, I, I don't know I, this, th- what they're doing, what they have to do with the MCU in probably the next five years is going to be so interesting because we're, we're going to get Simon get introduced to new characters that necessarily aren't, don't have the biggest comic book presence. But at the mm-hmm. same time, have characters like X Men introduced? And my my concern and my worry is if they decide to do a Sam—I don't even care about this movie if it happens—but I'm just throwing it out there—a Sam Wilson's Captain America movie. But we know there's an X Men movie eighteen months later. I won't give a fuck about the Sam Wilson movie.
1: Yeah, it's hard. It's hard to you know. I mean, and it's also you know, so so many of these characters we got these just iconic performances. Like yeah the poor sap who ends up being the third professor X or the third Magneto after those fucking characters were cast perfectly twice. Like good, good luck to those guys. Like, I mean, you're really just, there's a good chance that everyone's just going to shit on your excellent performance. Like, even if it is excellent,
0: <laughs> I would love to see them bring the same Magneto back.
1: Um, fastbender? Yes. yes.
0: Like he, Dude. he is literally like, I, like you said, how can you cast the, 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 the same character perfectly twice? I don't know. But Fastbender is the perfect magneto.
1: Yeah, he really, really is good. I, I think the problem there is would be McAvoy. Like McAvoy's off doing too many things. You're not going to be able to get him to be Professor X. So they'll, they'll probably skip over that pairing. Although, I mean, like, yeah, it, it, Stewart and, and McKellen had such chemistry, and yeah. these guys like just replicated it like yeah. magically. It was like it, it was and like Stewart they and McKellen were easier because of...
0: they had been friends for thirty years, so yeah. it was easy for them to just come in and build that up like McAvoy and and Fassbender, to my knowledge had never even shared a role before much less if they really knew each other and for them to come in and like you said replicate that is is priceless
1: yeah, yeah. it was just it was just too good and then you know it's so sad that those x-men movies went off the deep end towards the end with with the I just rewatched Apocalypse the other day because I was like it can't be as bad as I remember it's worse nope. when you rewatch. It. it's it is worse and the problem is is that it's worse And it's, like, just a bunch of dog shit surrounded by, like, a magnificent performance from Michael Fassbender in the middle of it. Like, that, his storyline, if you could just clip that out and watch that 12 minutes or whatever it is of the movie, oh, it's just so good. Like, the acting, the storytelling, the the emotion, the the rage, like, you feel his hurt, his, you know, his anger, all this sort of stuff. You could see how he falls into bed with somebody like Apocalypse who's willing to give him all the powers to you know maybe not correct all of the wrongs but to to ensure that no future wrongs will be done you know to him i guess at least personally they it was it was you know that that part of it was great but then the rest of the movie sucks like they
0: really incredibly. should have stopped the days of future past like they just ended everything oh. they really should have just like, and logan still gave us logan but i mean as far as like i get why they wanted to keep making they made two more movies after that uh apocalypse and uh um, dark phoenix and both of them were just fucking terrible and they, uh, first class and days of future past were literally perfect. Yeah. I have no were. issues with any one of those. I wish the Sentinels would have been a bigger threat and look better, but outside of that, I have no issues with those movies.
1: Yeah. No, those, those movies are, are, are pretty close to perfect. I mean, honestly, Fox should have just, they probably should have just, you know, gotten, gotten in contact with Disney. Like, as soon as like Iron Man came out and been like, all right, how do we do something here? Like, a, yeah. a, like a really, like a Kevin Feige produced House of M with like the first class cast from X Men. Would have been bonkers. Like, I would have been so cool.
0: And if they could Fox merge would still that in probably somehow. be around. How they made a deal like Sony did yep. with Marvel?
1: Exactly. Mundo. And now, you know, Sony's pretty much hanging on with this deal for for what seems like forever now. You know, it looked like they were going to do this cat and mouse thing, and I think they just like it's silly for them to even pretend that they're not going to continue to make money doing it this way. Fox could have had the same thing, probably even bigger. You're talking about Spider Man versus the entire X Men team. Like, yeah. you know, I mean, yeah. there's so many options there.
0: All right. Bello, I've taken up enough of your time, man. Thank you so much for joining me, brother. I know me and you, this is why we gotta figure out this podcast shit, because we could have comic conversations for probably two hours easily.
1: Oh yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna start kind of compiling a list of questions and topics, kind of even like more meta random, you know, things, because every so often, you know, I'm sitting around smoking a J, I'm watching a movie, and I'm thinking to myself, like, oh. What would have happened if, and blah blah blah, and why is this happening? And I'm like, oh man, this would be these would be great discussion topics for Hayes and I to sit around and bullshit about yeah. superhero shit. So uh, I'm gonna start trying to actually document some of these, and uh, we'll we'll see how that goes. But yeah, I mean, between Multiverse of Madness coming out, Moon Knight. Uh, Batman, Flash, Thor—like the next four months, we've got more than enough to talk about as it is. Did you
0: get your Batman tickets yet?
1: I did not get my Batman tickets yet. Uh, I'm probably going solo, so it shouldn't be too difficult for me to find one at the last minute. But okay. yeah, I'm gonna.
0: Bro, I'm gonna. I, so you know they had the, they're having the special screening the Tuesday before the release. Ooh. So I was okay. in. I had the tickets in the cart, and my dumbass decided to text my daughter, "Hey Maya." Do you want to come to the Batman screening? She was at school. It took her an hour and a half to text me back. By the time I went back to get them, they were fucking gone.
1: Oh, that is upsetting. So we'll be seeing it Friday,
0: but (laughs) (laughs) I just want to voice. Like, I'm really going to have to go social media shut down because I don't want any spoilers for that film.
1: So. Yeah, no, I mean, I was actually just telling somebody about this the other day. Like, this was a point of contention of my current relationship with my my girlfriend, who I love dearly, and is going to be moving in in the in, you know next couple months, or at least you know around the summertime, or whatever the case may be. Um, but we had like fights, like about like why do you need to go see these movies by yourself? And I'm like, because <laughs> if I don't see them the night that they come out, and you work late usually the nights that they come out i'm gonna like the internet will ruin them for me and that will literally make me a worse person and then you'll have to deal with that person so i'm really doing you a favor at the end of the
0: day there you go just and just tell it like hey we can go and see it the next day Uh, hundred percent i I was like i'll see it
1: 10 times i'll go see it with you i'll go see it with logan i'll go see it with you know joe schmo down the street like i don't care i love these movies i I got nothing better to do
0: that's fucking hilarious (laughs) man give me your social media brother
1: uh, you can find me on the socials at the Andrew Bello. You can Find me on SoundCloud at the Andrew Bello, YouTube at the Andrew Bello. I don't know that. I don't know how YouTube's ats work, but just type the Andrew Bello. You'll see some stuff. Um, it's um, all over the place. But the Twitter machine pretty much gets you access to all of it. So at the Andrew Bello, that's T-H to the E-A-N to the D-R-E-W-B-E. Double
0: L O. All righty. You guys can follow me at CEO Hayes, the CEO H A I Z E. You can follow the podcast at the film bros pod. And, and then you can send us any feedback questions. It's been so long since I've done this podcast at the film bros pod at Gmail.com. pod. <laughs> uh, but that's it for today. We will be back. Me and Bella will be back shortly for the Batman. I'm guessing we'll be doing an episode for Batman. I'm um, well, yeah,
1: most and, definitely. And by There's then we may have our Batman. own
0: podcast. So you on the lookout look out for this now.
1: So, that um, we might have to do our own podcast about this damn movie. It's gonna be three hours long. The fuck, it's got to be like its own series of podcasts. Just to- <laughs>
0: <laughs> this has been a presentation of the Great Break Media.